And that is how gentlemen laugh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we've got that covered. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Please take your seats. Welcome to another big damn lecture. I am your professor, Anklebert Dinklebury the Fourth, and I am all the required reading that you didn't do. Will you, will you sit on their chests <laughs> like the night before? <laughs> you know, like they say, like when people say, like, "Oh, yep. there's a demon sat on my chest," and everything. Like, no. can, you, can you be that the night before? Everyone's... It's just a required reading list you didn't read before class. Just whisper into their ear as they're trying to get to sleep. You should have peeked into me. I'm 900 pages. Bitch. <laughs> hey! uh, welcome to the big damn what? crank. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm some git, and this is my mate, uh, some cunt, and we've got some shit yeah. to talk about. Um, I not... thought we were going to do that whole bit again. I was like, no, we've already done that bit, Chris. That's true. We've this is early recording, so that big news story that you thought we were going to cover, but we're not covering, well, screw you, we're recording earlier in the week. But! We are going to talk a little bit about Ashes! Predictions. Predictions for next week's new story. Oh, okay. Um, Avengers Force titled Avengers Forever. Avengers Force titled Everybody Dies. Everybody's Dead Dave. (laughs) Everybody is Dead Dave. Dave, everybody is dead. Everybody is Dead Dave. Brackets. Even Selby. Brackets. (laughs) Even Selby. So, yeah. Uh... Trump will do something outrageous and still not be impeached. That'll be the story. In all seriousness, no, I think, I, the the more I, now I've seen it rumored, I think Avengers Forever is is a is a definite possibility for Avengers Four. I'd say look up like any URLs that have been copyrighted and booked by Disney. All but, of them. But Warner Brothers, as we know, like copyrights a million URLs yeah. for Batman Arkham Every, games that then never come to pass. Yeah, any any anything that you can put with Avengers has probably already <laughs> been copyrighted. Avengers and Robin. Yeah, been done. Oh, damn. Um, Avengers The Dark Knight Returns, done. <laughs> when they finally get around to the Black Knight movie. Marvel's Avengers Assemble, The Avengers, Avengers. <laughs> this ain't Marvel's Avengers, a triple X porn parody. <gasps> already been done. What would the triple X porn parody of The Avengers be called, if indeed there isn't already one? Uh, there's definitely at least one. Pe- Peg Avengers? Do I, do, do I need to go on Pornhub and look it over right no. now? No, you don't. No. Because no. I'm going to. no. No, no, because if any sound plays involuntarily, this demonetized mm. already video will mm. be twice demonetized. Okay. New incognito tab, okay. Oh my go. god, he's actually doing this. Um, so, uh, this week, what we're going to do, I'll lay out the plan for this week before Matt fills your ears with smoke. We're going to talk a little bit about Celine Dion's new song, Ashes. Wait, Listen, it's why? On, it's on silent, it's fine. Because it's a giant um, Deadpool 2 promotional campaign uh, move, and it was kind of wonderful, so we'll talk about that. And also, we uh, we might get around to your emails, but it depends if we feel asked. We're, we're drinking, we don't really care. And also, uh, as Infinity War has been out for a couple of weeks, what, you've not heard of it? Um... Adapting uh, a few significant chunks of two Marvel storylines and then some, we thought we'd set ourselves a weird little challenge to see how many comic book movies we can guess, before going through the official list, that have been significant adaptations of other works. Um, so not like bits and pieces, it can't be like, oh well, uh, the 1989 Batman movie is an adaptation of uh, year one because it features the origin of Batman. No, that's not, no, that's not what we mean. It's gotta be significant chunky monkey stuff. <laughs> For example, like the Ed Brubaker Winter Soldier arc is definitely a heavy influence on mm. Captain America the Winter Soldier, so that would be considered a part adaptation. Um, 
<clears throat> and aside from that, our usual pimps and waffles. I can't find a, a, a Avengers porn party with a fun title. Oh, but you can find Avengers porn parties. Oh, the, oh plenty of those! <laughs> but none of them have fun titles. Oh, so, God. That was a wasted trip to Pornhub. That's all right. <laughs> Is there such a thing? Yes, there can be. Um, <laughs> we have established that, yes, there is. But speaking of stuff that makes us hard... Yes! Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, <laughs> depending on what your reaction is, it makes you either rock hard or cringe hard. Uh, mm, I vary. You exist between I, Deadpool. I exist yeah. in, a, in a hard limbo. You enjoyed the first movie, though, right? I did enjoy like, the, you, first you the first movie. You enjoyed the first film. But I, I always worry when there's new marketing stuff out, because I'm just like, is this on the wrong side of obnoxious for me? And so far, <laughs> it's not been. It's... I fucking edging it. I think. I think you like edging though. I, love I, edging. Th- I think Silent Tab. I think that um, Deadpool one will never push itself too far for you personally. Jeez, how did you fit that in there? Just because the oh god, close it down. I have one. Just because. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just because doesn't mean you're not using another browser. Just because. <laughs> I've got it on my Google Glass. Just because you've got those. No. Just because. Um, Deadpool will always sort of rain back. It'll never go too far because it'll then do something. It'll then do some promotional tie-in that's really awesome, like the um, testicular cancer awareness and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Like they'll always do enough stuff where you're like, okay, you can bombard me now just because you're doing something good with it. Fair enough. But also, um, I mean, regardless of whether it hits the funny spot for you or not, I think everyone's got to admit the marketing for the two movies has been exceptionally done in terms of the output going as far as they have to like stretch the gimmicks and, and really draw attention to it. I'm just I, I mean, I mean Deadpool, stretching to breaking Well, well last week, out. Deadpool took over 7-Eleven's Twitter account because 7-Eleven has a time promotional event with the Deadpool 2 release. So Twitter, like, like the, the 7-Eleven Twitter account was being written by Deadpool for 24 hours. And the tweets are brilliant. Like it, it's are they though? No, like genuinely. Because you say really that funny. to me, and I'm in, internally, I'm just going. Oh no, no! But what I mean is, what, yeah, but when when people do promotional takeovers, it's usually they just post links or oh, um, freaking such a film star who doesn't have Twitter is going to be on this Twitter account all day, and you can send them questions, and all they end up just posting is random like three second videos of them going hi. Uh, no, it wasn't like that. Do you know what I mean? He's like, oh, this is kind of pointless. It's interesting to see a tiny little video of like Javier Bardem's face, but. I'm not actually learning anything about this Disney Pirates of the Caribbean account. Thanks very much. But isn't it all pointless? Everything's pointless at the end of the day. Especially Pirates of the Caribbean. But to what isn't pointless, Celine Dion said the straightest man ever. No, uh, it's not true. Far from. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm a bit Dennis Law. So, but Celine Dion, like, obviously a significant contribution to soundtracks. Uh, in the early 90s, she's one half of the Beauty and the Beast uh, end credits weird cover of Beauty and the Beast. She's... Beauty and the Beast! And all that stuff. But then in the late 90s, she develops... Develops? She, she gives birth to, quite possibly, one of the most significant and celebrated soundtrack anthems ever, which is My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. Like, if you said to someone, name a, name a song from a movie soundtrack... Nine times out of ten, that's one of the we songs. We don't want to miss a thing. See, that's weird because I think that song's outlived Armageddon, which is an impressive thing. Um, yeah, when you put it like that. Yeah, but like Men in Black, for example, if you say um, name a name a, a you know what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the Men in Black, nine times out of ten people go the song because it just it's intrinsic to it. And Titanic, my heart will go on. That's a big part mm. of nine ninety seven. So if anyone was ever going to get Celine Dion back to do a big like 
anthem for for their movie release for their movie soundtrack you think it'd have to be some it would have to be something really big that even she as an artist is like oh god you know i i definitely want to be a part of that or it'll be because there's an angle to it well it looks like doing a completely serious like you know um motivational ballad as the soundtrack released to a fucked up comedy superhero movie was enough of a push for it to go, okay, I like this gag, let's do it. Also, I like the size of your checkbook. What's that? You just got some extra pocket money, Fox. Is ah. that from your new daddy, Disney? Okay, then. But, like, Ashes is the song, and the music video dropped uh, back in the last week. Is it? I mean, as a tune, just forget everything else for a minute. It's a pretty freaking great bit of... Uh, Power ballady kind of soundtrack stuff. It's all right. It's an unremarkable power ballad. How dare you? This is Celine. I don't know any of the songs apart from these two Dion that I'm talking about here. This is Celine, queen of unremarkable power ballads. Hey! Yes? You're not going to get me to love this tune. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to get you to love the tune. But what I'm going to get you to do is admit one thing. What? This video, aside from the last 30 seconds does a remarkably restrained job of playing it straight. Even with the visual gag that is happening all around it. I mean, restrained is a strong Because the word. dancing is complete... Like, the choreography and all that stuff <laughs> is legit as fuck. Yeah. The only thing that takes away from it being completely <laughs> serious is the fact that it's a Deadpool costume that's doing all this dancing. It's just... It's just on the right side of obnoxious. Just... Like, like I, I, I'm so close to hating it. I kind of love it, but really. it's it's trapped in the event horizon of my hate, and as such, is in a constant state of, of of falling towards my hate while simultaneously being pulled away. So it just exists in that limbo. <laughs> How did you feel about the um, Shia LaBeouf uh, full music video? That by uh, Rob. Uh, that is brilliant. What's his name? Rob Can. Rob Cantor? Cantor? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's brilliant. Okay. Because again, that's, that, again, that's played genius. completely straight. Yeah, but it's actually... I mean, the, the difference there, of course, is it's a comedy piece. Yeah, it's yeah. fun... It's funny. <laughs> Whereas this isn't really funny. Kind like, of is. It's clever. Kind of is. Kind like, of the, is the, funny. But, but the, the bit at the end is... It, it's, I, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the comedy for me comes from the fact that they just do it without... Any sign of it being a joke, like yeah, there's, there's, no, there's to... no, there's no wink to the camera. At any Apart point. from the entire last thirty seconds, where well, it's yeah, not, the whole thing separate. is one big wink to the camera of going, "Look, ah, we're clever, we're self-aware. Also, we did a Spider-Man joke. Ooh, aren't we good?" Well, I've got to admit, I, I, I have the two of us. I think I'm more the Deadpool guy in terms of like reading him and, in, and being absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that a lot, just because so like the Spider-Man comparison is a thing that comes up a lot in Deadpool comics because of the similar-ish eyes and everything. Like, oh, so for me, I just I really dug that just because it was weird that they finally made a Spider-Man reference to Deadpool, and it wasn't just anyone in the film or anything like that. It was Celine Dion in a music video insults him by calling him Spider-Man, which is weird. But um, I don't know. I, I I think I think I think it's more. I think I'm biased just because I enjoy that character. And I think this is the most Deadpool thing that they could have done in terms of like if they were ever gonna have a tie-in song, it's either release an obnoxious rap, yeah, which I'm so glad they didn't do, or 
re-release it's, a big power ballad it's and definitely pretend the, it's serious. It's definitely the most Deadpool thing they've ever done, and then it's verging on the irritating. It's just, it's just on the edge I'm of being irritating. Do you know what? I I feel like you're more annoyed at Deadpool this time than you were the first yeah, time I am around. A bit. I'm I'm I am. So intrigued to find out what our reaction to the film is going to be like. I hope it's good. Yeah, me too. I I, I just have a feeling that this time the film's invaded your personal space just a little bit too much before you've seen it. It's it's just a bit... Get out of my personal space! I don't know. My personal space! I've I've always been wary. I was wary of the first one. And it wasn't until I actually sat down in the cinema and watched the movie that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Right up until sitting down in that cinema for the for when I first saw it, I was I was so on the fence, and it it could have it could have just really irritated me. That was the pre Big Damn days. Yeah, that's pre Big Damn. Yeah, it was. What a weird thought. What a dirty thought. Speaking of dirty thoughts, oh, uh, let's get back on porn up. No, uh, oh Christ! I was going to um, say, is there a segue here, or is he just going to go back to porn? No, let's same as always. So I pulled up my big list. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> of uh, it's a Wikipedia article titled "List of Films Based on English Language Comics." Aye, good because if we did the Guardians from Russia, I'd be confused. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that based on a comic? <clears throat> no, but it's also not a cheap cash in on Guardians of the Galaxy. It just happens to be called Guardians. I think it might might be based on. Comics. There is a bear dude in it, and it's there's a dude Amazon who Prime, turns so into a freaking bear. So yeah, but so basically, we we both in the run up to Infinity War. I think with me it was just before. I think with you it was just after watching it the first go, wasn't it? We we both uh, revisited Infinity oh, yeah, Gauntlet, yeah. Uh, the Marvel's uh, crossover event series from the early nineties, uh, featuring Thanos trying to impress Death with uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Let me tell you, all that good shit. A lot of the tie-in issues that aren't the main series, fucking impossible to get hold of. Oh, I thought you said they were gash and. Also, if you do jump through the hopes to get to get hold of them, legitimately or otherwise, <laughs> not worth it. Uh, yeah, so they are gash. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the Hulk stuff is is uh, is pretty good. Is it peak eighties nineties Hulk? But that's also pretty easy to get legitimately. Like it's in the Peter David <laughs> Visionaries uh, volume seven, and the Silver Surfer stuff is mixed. But again, it's actually really easily available. It's in the Epic Collections. There's a rebirth, rebirth of Thanos uh, trade that, that that is like the lead up to the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, including the th- the, the two issue Thanos Quest Prestige miniseries, which is him fighting all the elders of the universe for all the Infinity Gems. And I didn't know who all the elders of the universe were before now. And let yeah. me tell you, they've already got the best ones in the films. You don't want to see any more of those guys turn up because it ain't. Gonna be good. There's about four hundred of the fuckers. Can you imagine like there'll 12, be six, and they're just really annoying. Oh, the six who keep the stones themselves. Yeah, this oh. champion, who's a dude, the dude with long hair who fights. This is the gardener. I recognise um, the grandmaster, the collector. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the runner, who's literally just a dude who runs around in space. Why? And someone else whose name I cannot recall. Captain Bollock, probably. Big tits, oh, um, Wendy. The in-betweener. Oh. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Well, then you got back to the full series itself. Yeah. And it was interesting to note that um, Infinity War kind of inspired us to dip back into Infinity Gauntlet. Because Infinity War, 
like many comic book movies before, takes heavy inspiration from uh, the previous Thanos yeah. stories. I'm pretty sure it takes almost no inspiration from Infinity War, the comic series. Yeah, which again is a mid-90s one? It, the, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, and Infinity Crusade form a trilogy. Ah, Infinity beats. Gauntlet was in 91, and then I think they were one a year after that. Okay. But like it, 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 there's definitely heavy inspiration drawn oh, yeah. um, from stories. And so we thought, why not? Four shitters there and giggly hells. Have a bash at trying to figure out how many mainstream comic book movie releases, or otherwise, have adapted comic books. Now, right. that's a, that is, that is a bit of, a, a big net to cast, but we're gonna narrow it down to this. It can't be, it can't be like just a look from a comic book, for example. So you can't say Batman and Robin adapt Nightwing just because Robin's costume is clearly a Nightwing costume. Like, you can't say that. It's like, it's gotta be wider. It's got to be um, pulling story beats from yeah. comics themselves. <clears throat> As opposed to Zazie beats from Deadpool 2 <laughs> not in the role of Domino. Not necessarily a story in full. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think, I don't think and... any theatrical release has ever done that. No. As such, we're not going to be counting like the DC animated home releases, for example, because of no, course no. some of them are just straight up adaptations. Um, now, we're just skimming the list, Yeah, how many films are we looking at here? Uh, well over good. 100. Okay, so we're going to kind of speed round it in a way. If any discussions start, they start. If, well, if we can, they don't, we can, we can speed over a lot of these. But let's let's reasons. take let's take a stab. Um, how many we thinking adapt significantly? And if if you think that we're a bit lenient with our rules, guys listening, or if you think that I'm gone, no, I think that does this, that, and the other bit more, or maybe we miss anything, email in, let us know. We'll have a quick chat about your, it next what's week. What's your definition of significantly? Uh, what missing it, for example. Like, if it's a film that we don't... If it's a story we're not familiar with and it doesn't come to mind for us, but someone's like, actually, I think you're fine in Constantine. It was a direct adaptation of it, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think, for example, like I've I've only seen some of Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I know that it adapts visual elements from uh, Road to Damnation. Okay. Uh, which I looked over there to remind myself the title. Yeah. Um, but it's not an adaptation of Road to Damnation. Yeah, it just it takes some of the designs that and Clayton, Clayton yeah. Crane's art approach. And I stuff. think we need to specify it that it adapts. It doesn't adapt visual elements. It adapts story beats. Yeah. And so, for example, concepts, Infinity War would qual- Infinity War would qualify because large chunks of the plot draw from that trilogy, specifically Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. And chunks of the characters and their roles come from the storyline Infinity. Yeah. So even though it's not yeah. a straight adaptation of those things, it's taken a significant. So, like for example, um, and also characters... Sp- Spider-Man, for example, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie yeah. does not necessarily take inspiration from one specific work, but it adapts story beats from yeah. Green Goblin's Last Stand, Night Against Gwen Stacy died, yeah. Um, Spider-Man Two uses Spider-Man No More as a, as a, as a as yeah. A now that 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 for example would be one because um, that is a subplot in the film. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. I suppose then with Spider-Man, I guess you... No, I don't know, because... I, I would get, say I, it significantly does, because it does take those story I, beats and plays with them. I, I'd say definitely Green Goblin's last stand in Spider-Man, just because of the thing of Norman figuring out who Peter is and yeah. then starting to do like approach the final stand. And and, and, that, and that fight in and of itself and the way that it resolves. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, it's kind of loose. If you agree or disagree with us, uh, let us know. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. We'll have a little comic book discussion next week in females. 
Um, right, so we're going to start at the top of the list. But, but let's 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 have a stab in the dark at a figure in terms of how many movies. Oh, um, so we should probably keep a note as well of how many films. How many movies that we think adapt significantly? Yeah, out of out of the hundred or odd that we're going to look at, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to underestimate the films a bit. I'm going to say between forty and fifty. I'm going to say. It ain't so. I will not go. Probably... Turn the lights off. Carry me home. I'm going to say there's probably around 30 films on this list. Yeah. That significantly adapt. Okay, so you're going even lower. Yeah. Okay. That significantly adapt, um, like, direct story arts. Okay. Um, but, of course, that's including... That's ones that we can judge. Because, yeah. obviously, there's, film, there's films on this list where I've seen the film and haven't read the book. Or vice versa. There are films on this list that we're familiar with, even if we haven't seen the film. Yeah. So we can probably draw some information from it. But ultimately, it's all just in in, in the spirit of fun and nerdy shit. Because I don't know if you noticed, but if you listen to this, you're probably as sad as we are. So right, first of all, what's list. our first movie? You handsome git. Two guns from 2013. No idea. No idea. Skip it. Uh, <laughs> Thirty days of night from 2007. <laughs> Right, now that... Have Great you movie. Read, have you read 30 Days of Night? I've not read 30 Days of Night. That's a tough one because having not seen it, I don't know if it straight up adapts it or not. No. It definitely adapts the visual style. Yeah. But we're not doing that. We're talking about story beats. And I'm not... I would hazard a guess that it does, but without reading a book, I couldn't say for sure. Yeah. It is a um, good movie, though. I enjoy it. I think, do we watch that together? I mean, might have I think, I think it was one of those, I think it was one of the, the, the Clifton movie nights. Possibly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think it was the same night as Clerks 2, because it was like... Yeah, because mm. you brought Clerks 2, and an old twat brought um, 30 Days a Night, mm. and screened that immediately after Clerks 2, and I was like, this doesn't work. No, nope, <laughs> like, this doesn't work. We've all just had a laugh. This, this is not pairing. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm... But, yeah, Danny Houston's scary, in it? So that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't really... No, 30 Days a Night, it's, it's a good movie, but I have no idea if it does. Um... Same goes to 30 Days of Night, Dark Days, which is the 2010 directed video sequel, which I've not seen. Eh, well, we're not going to count that. Then it's directed video. Yeah. Fuck it up its bum. Um, right up its bum. 300. But make sure it knows and ask its consent. I've not seen 300. I've seen 300. No, I have seen 300. I've oh, not yeah. read 300. I, That's what I meant to say. I've not read 300, but I do know Frank Miller's close involvement, and I, I've seen the visuals paired up a lot. Like, in terms of what I've seen from the book. And obviously it's the same plot. And it's Zack Snyder, who we know from Watchmen. He's slavishly adapted. Yeah, him. I'd say 300 is... is I'd say 300 draws very... And also, again, the difference here being 300 isn't a comic book adaptation like most of the others. Yeah. 300 is adapting specifically one book. Yeah. Because um, it, w- it wasn't a series, was it? It was a graphic novel. Yeah, it was a graphic novel. So that would... Yeah, that that's... I mean, that and it's a, it's a it's a weird format, graphic novel. It's like a landscape, widescreen format. Freaking Frank Miller. Which is basically... Isn't, isn't um, it's basically Thingy a, Terror, whatever it's called? Holy it, Terror. Holy Terror is like that, too. It's basically a storyboard. <sighs> Frank Miller, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, 300, 300 definitely draws enough for it to be like, yeah, this is... Adaptation is the key word. So here. we're going to put 300 down. Uh, 300 Rise of an Empire I have not seen. <clears throat> and I haven't read any of the other... 300 stuff that he's doing. He's doing a Xerxes series at the moment. But also, Eva Green, so you should probably watch it. Um, yes. uh, Accident Man, 2018 directed video. No idea. No clue. <laughs> um, not a clue. Um, <laughs> Agent Carter, which is a short film. Um, should we not count I'd not that? count the shorts, yeah. So we're only counting full length, feature length. Yeah, um, theatrical. 
The actual release is not any director video stuff? No director videos, no. Are you sure? Um, yeah, just because I think they're, a, they're, a, they're too much of a smaller breed, really. Like, okay. For every swamp thing, you've got, like... Okay, well, that will cut down this oh list. Oh, God, there was a man right. thing as well, wasn't there? There was a man thing with Christian Slater, I want to say. That was in, like, the 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the 2000s. It was, like, early Marvel Studios before it was properly Marvel Studios. You know, like, where Punisher Warzone and Go Friday Spirit of Vengeance was. Yeah, Blade Runner the show... Uh, Blade Runner. Blade, Blade the, the TV series, show yeah. was a Marvel Studios one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I've not seen it. Yeah, meets. Meets! Right, so we'll disregard director video stuff. Kick it in its Jackson. Okay, so we'll, that'll, that'll get us through this list quicker. It's <laughs> a phrase no um, And we'll dis- disregard short films, which brings us to Alien vs. Predator. Um, now, I've, I have not read as much Alien vs. Predator and Dark Horse stuff as yourself. I have. Would you say that that draws heavily from anything? Uh, not that I've read. Because I know that they have the temples are a part of the stories, but I don't know if it's anything to do with temples uh, for sport or for not aliens. Not that I've read. Okay. Uh, the, the, it, um, it, it takes... Literally nothing. No, I, I guess. I, no, I tell a lie. Oh, it takes one plot point oh. from the original twelve-issue limited Dark Horse. Is that series. the scarring? And that's the, the the predator using an alien finger to scar the female protagonist as a mark of respect. That's a point. It's not a point. It's too small. But okay, so there was that some. That's the, the only thing it adapts. There's some adaptation the at play, but not a story because the so. comic is set on a colony in. Roughly in the alien post aliens timeline, yeah, it's set on like a company owned farming colony, which just happens to be one of the hunting grounds that <laughs> the predators seed with xenomorphs to hunt, and then the colonists get caught in the middle. I mean, that's kind of the plot of AVP as well. Well, no, it, it is and it isn't. <laughs> well, well, well it, it is in the sense that like it's about they create aliens. To specifically for their like sort of um, coming of age ritual, broad a plot line. But in Alien vs Predator, it's an ancient yeah. temple that's found after being dormant for ages. Because aren't the predators like in stasis in in the ship or whatever, and then the humans find in the temple like reawakens them. It's like right but now it's time, yeah, and it's like now it's a time to do our ritual. No, I don't think so. so the predators are just lazily keeping an eye on a chunk of earth that's clearly not going to be discovered for millennia because it's under right. God, that film's dumb, but. Oh. Yeah. Great with popcorn. Um, yeah. I do enjoy AVP. But yeah, we can, I know it's not good, but I do enjoy it. We can safely disregard that. Um, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Also. Again, doesn't draw from no, anything. It doesn't. And it's gash. And it's not good. It produced some of the best effects work the series has really ever done. Effects work. But you, you can, can never see it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I had the book. I've got it downstairs. I, I had the behind the scenes book for both of them by ADI. And, it's, and the book is the best thing that come out of it. Also, that Predalien thing is quite nice on that shelf. But... There's some decently gnarly deaths in it as well. Oh, God, the pregnancy stuff. Oh, that, 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 I, that's pregnancy a bit egregious. Ward. I didn't like that. Yeah, but at the same time, but... it, it, it's the only death in it where you go like, oh, yeah, this is a horror film. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the way they <laughs> sort of swerve the the love interest subplot by just getting a spike to a wall oh, with a glaive yeah. out of nowhere, which is great. I would say um, that for my 17th birthday in 2018. No, 2018, 2008. And uh, I went with most of uh, of Group One from PA that year for yeah, Fine yeah. Arts. We all went after after college. We went to the AMC as, as it was then, and it, as it is still now from one side of the building. Yeah. And um, like <laughs> my friends Rogan and Mike, the whole time were like, "Like, I'll be honest, mate, this film is terrible, but we're watching it because she's fit." I was like, "Okay." As soon as that spear hits, when she goes at the wall, they both, without skipping a beat, 
without conferring the joke, they both just stood up and pretended to walk out <laughs> in front of us. It was like, that was, that's my favourite memory of Alien yeah. vs. Predator Requiem. Nothing to do with the movie. Uh, the, bo- also... the boner killing moment yeah. was the bit that <laughs> became the best part of the night. I also quite like the, the jock assholes <laughs> do getting whole mated, melted through space. Yes, by the end that is, that is fun. That's quite good. Uh, the rest of it is uh, terrible. Gosh. And we've also got that PSP tie-in game that I need to do something with at some point. Have you got a copy as well? Yeah, I've got a copy. Oh, shit. Well, we're going to have to bloody compare and contrast on that one. Um, All right. (laughs) That's one of the few PSP games I bought. Um, American Splendor from 2003. I don't know anything about. (laughs) Nil. Nine. That's a short film. Ant-Man 2015. Does not, as far as I'm aware, adapt any significant plot points from Ant-Man or other comics. What about Scott Lang's debut? No, Scott Lang's debut is more that he actually stole the stuff and then he gets apprehended, isn't it? I believe so. Because they adapt that quite nicely in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but they bring in uh, the Heroes for Hire, bring in Luke Cage and yeah. Fist into that story. That's a really good episode, actually, of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <laughs> I think that might be the first one I saw, actually. I'm Captain America, my friend of the pyjamas is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished my rewatch of that lately. <laughs> and, like, the, the new Avengers episode toward the end, where the Avengers are, like, apprehended by, I think it's Kang. Yeah. So, so basically, the, 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 they recruit, emergency recruit a, a group of people to just fill in. It's Wolverine, War Machine, The Thing, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And even at the end of it all, Luke Cage is like, yeah, no, we, we're getting paid for this, right? It's like, because yeah. it's like, we're heroes for we don't do this for free. It's like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that's a great show. The last episode is so rushed. It's it it's kind of show. sad, but it's it's at the same time it's like, well, right, this year's going to be the finale. Oh, that's sooner than we thought. Should we just do Galactus? Yeah, let's do Galactus. Right. <laughs> let's like bring Galactus in. Yeah, okay, let's fucking do it. Um, um, that's great. Uh, yeah. So uh, no, I wouldn't say Ant Man adapts any specific story. I mean, it also takes a lot of liberties, like the MCU does at times. Like uh, Aaron Cross is a character from the comics, but he's not Yellow Jacket. He's more a he's more a uh, industrial villain, isn't he? He's like one of those yeah, you, yeah. you Roxans, you just in hammer kind well, of. Well, Yellow Jacket isn't a villain in the in the comics. He's no, it's, a, it's it's an, an alter ego of Hank Pym's. Yeah, the one that he smacks Jan around in. Yeah, there is that. Um, I mean, even in Earth Mightiest Heroes, they make it so the Yellow Jacket is just a dickhead um, alter ego he has for a while. Yeah. In fact, to the end of the series, because they were going to do more with him in series three, and that never happened. So. No, we got the... Uh... Hank's great in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. They do he so much great. with it. And then when he disappears, you actually start to miss him. You're like, yep. he's not in it anymore. This sucks. But maybe now Janet can finally make a move on uh, Captain America. Yeah. Uh... And she doesn't. It's like, oh. Ultimate style. Um... <laughs> or not. Uh... Slurdy Asian wasp. Um, <laughs> anyway. No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah. Ant-Man. That's no. for making no. me feel small. Uh... Oh. Uh... Forget the bloody pregnancy, birth in AVP Requiem. That's... Um, <laughs> uh, um, Hulk kill Freddy Prince Jr. Do you know anything about Art School Confidential from 2006? <laughs> no. No, skip that one then. Um, Atomic skip Blonde from 2017. Now, I haven't read Atomic Blonde. I have not read the... The book's Blonde. not called Atomic Blonde. Is it called... It's called something else, but I can't remember what. Charlie Theron's amazing, but this accent's a little wavy. Uh, <laughs> ooh, the accent's slipping. Um... <laughs> uh, n- mm, I don't know what it's called, but I really enjoyed Atomic Blonde. Yeah, you did. But I couldn't speak as to the veracity of the adaptation, so I'm going to skip that one. Goodbye, A. Please feel free to write in and correct us if we are wrong. Um, The Avengers. This is the 2012, 2012 Marvel Avengers Assemble in the UK. Um, 
I'm going to say yes. Because and why is that? Earth's Mightiest Heroes unite against a common threat. That Vague. common threat. Yeah. Vague. But it includes Iron Man, the Hulk, and Thor. So three of the original players of the five. Still vague. Against, against Loki. Also, Captain America's not an original Avenger. No, no, that's true. Issue four. I know. But that five, isn't it? Issue uh, four or five. One of, one of the yeah. early ones. Um, I think it's But who is it they unite against? Loki. Loki. I think that is enough of issue one to be an adaptation of the first storyline in terms of taking enough inspiration oh, from very it. very vague, though. Loki's the villain. He shows up halfway through that issue is when Thor rocks in to be like, hang on, this is my brother. I'll deal with this. This is Asgardian matters. No. Nope. Which happens in the movie. Doesn't happen in the book. Does it not happen in the book? Oh, am I thinking of season one? Re- I'm thinking of season one's Thor, retelling. Thor's already a hero on Earth. Yeah, he is. And, and it's the teen brigade. You send oh, out their radio yes. messages to the Fantastic Four, but then Loki redirects it to oh, Iron shit. Man and yeah. Ant-Man and Thor. Because he's an idiot. Because he's an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. And then, they end, <laughs> and then they spend most of that first issue fighting the Hulk. They did, Which happens in the middle of this movie. The Hulk goes rogue and the Avengers have to deal with him. I think, I think, I think there's enough from that first issue in the movie structure for it to be like, Okay, I'm not saying the movie's an adaptation of Avengers Issue 1. What I'm saying is Avengers Issue 1 it heavily influences the story structure of the first movie. I guess. And I think you could make an argument that Ultimates... Yeah. Uh, Ultimates 2, um, yeah. yeah. U- 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 not Ultimates 2. Ultimates, yeah. Again, like because yeah. the Hulk is... Well, in the Ultimates, the first storyline is over two arcs. Yeah. The Hulk is the villain at the end of arc one that they all have to reign in. Yeah. And the Chitauri. And then the Chitauri, a, yeah. uh, who, who debut in the Ultimate Universe and then get reworked and added to the Marvel uh, 616 universe after the Avengers film comes out. Yeah. The Chitauri in, in the Ultimate, Ultimate Universe were going to be scroll stand ins. Yeah. They were, the semi, they were semi shape shifting. Yeah. The versions of the scroll. They'd been like surgically altered to pass as humans. They look and, a bit like the brood yeah, in some yeah. shots as well, like the long faces and everything. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I would say, because we don't. I, th- I think that's, t- that's two comic books. Yeah. Albeit one influenced by the other, but that's but two... also, I don't think we have to say that they adapt from a single source. Oh, no, no. Like a oh, no. source. So, yes, yeah, I'll, gonna... yeah. I'll go with Avengers. Dun, 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 dun. Meet, meet, I'll... meet. I'll give you that one, Christopher. What about, um, what about the Avengers? Hey! hey. Um, Consent is an important thing. And, you know, like Avengers. Age of Ultron. No. Nope. It does not adapt from it the comic def- book that it just shares. It definitely doesn't adapt in any way, shape, but or it form. also doesn't really adapt the initial Ultron. Ultron's story was very slow. Yeah, like to get to the Ultra Ultron Five, isn't it? Like to yeah, get to the yeah. Ultron we know as Ultron, there were several iterations leading up to that. And also, it was Vision's happened. inclusion happens later. If I remember yeah. correctly, Vision was created outright by Ultron to yeah. stop the Avengers. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's introduction to the Avengers isn't like that at all. Nope. Uh, I mean, again, there's definitely visuals and inspirations in there, absolutely. Yeah, but they're very, um, again, they're very vain in general. <coughs> yeah. So, no. Age Ultron's a nerd. Does not adapt. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be. I mean, Infinity. It pulls from Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet. It pulls from Infinity. It's got, um... It's got outrider outrider attacks on an isolated city, mm. which in Infinity is um, uh, the uh, Inhumans' Atalan. Atalan. Um In this, it's Wakanda. 
Um, you've Forever. got the finger snap. Uh, you've got um, the Hulk playing the role of the Silver Surfer as yeah. someone who comes to Earth by crashing to, into the Sanctum by crashing Sanctorum. through the Sanctum Sanctorum and Strange and warns Wong. Doctor yeah. Strange of the danger. Um, we have the we, we have the the disappearing that is straight up from yeah, issue one. Disappearing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, um, the Thanos family drama element in there as well. Obviously, in the comics, it's uh, what's his name, Star Fox, Eros, Eros, and Nebula. Yeah, and Gamora earlier on in the stories. Um, she's not really in, not in that Infinity one. But she, she pops up later. She's a yeah. part later on. But yeah, uh, and in this, obviously, it takes the form more of Gamora and a bit of Nebula. But again, it's the yeah. whole. Thanos' family dynamic playing into his role in the story. There's some there's some genuine there's some direct visual nods like yeah. Cap and Thanos and stuff. Is like... the idea of universal balance or they haven't got the middle because in, in the comics, Thanos is resurrected by death to write the universal balance. Yeah. But then he gets carried away by his infatuation with death. Yeah. Um She does not want the D. No. He wants the P. And by P, I mean pelvis. The pelvis of death. He would like to play... But that's okay. Let's just make a female version of him. Taraxia. Fucking gross. I know, right? Because it's obviously not meant to be like a... Oh, it's just me as a chick. But it's like, yeah, no, that design is just you as a chick. That is you as a chick, yeah. That's just weird. Uh, Yeah, I think Age of um, Infinity War definitely comes under it. It it pulls (laughs) enough ideas and plot beats from other... um, from other things yeah. to account, I think. Boom, what's next? Let's let's do um, let's do a flyby for the ones we didn't okay. need. Okay. Bad kids. There's two bad kids movies, one in twenty twelve, one in twenty seventeen. Don't know anything about those. <laughs> Goodbye team. Uh Barb Wire, don't know anything about that. I don't know about Never seen Wire, it, never read it. Batman Nineteen eighty nine. Um all of them. So Batman movie from sixty six. No, really. it's an adaptation of the T V show, not, um, not a storyline. Batman eighty nine. Uh mm, mm. I don't uh, think it does. I, you know, it doesn't because I mean, you could say the Killing Joke because it definitely was the book that Tim Burton leaned on oh, the most. No, but, no, but, no, 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 no. But big difference there is it is a very different character. It doesn't take any plot points from. Well, people, exactly, really. it's more just more just the um, night that leads to the Ace Chemicals thing. That's the only comparison. Yeah. Like, so it, it's not, you know, it's it's not it a takes, story. It line. takes that from the case of the, the chemical, whatever yeah. it is. In the, which is the first Batman story in Detective Twenty Seven? Yeah, it takes that opening moment from it, but just that, but so much of it's changed. I think. Yeah, it, it's 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 um, it's an amalgamation of ideas rather than an adaptation. Yeah, um, um, Batman Returns again. No, nope. doesn't take anything directly. I wouldn't have thought so. Batman Forever. No. Nope. <laughs> Batman, nope. Now, now Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. I'm going to say no, but it's close because. It was heavily inspired in the pre-production stage by, by the by the yeah the animated series episode yeah. Heart of Ice, but that's a, a cartoon and b Heart of Ice then influenced the comics to change their version of Freeze's origin as well. Yeah, so it the comic came after the film. That's weird, isn't it? Batman and Robin did that poignant origin yeah. Freeze before the comics did, but only because the animated series did it first and better. Um, so no, Batman, Batman begins. begins. You know. It I'm going to say start life as a year one I'm going to say yes because there's enough of year one in there. Yeah, I think so. Um, and in terms of just like the, the story of his training, uh, th- I mean they they are like one they are like one edit away from including the scene of like you have eaten well. You have, yeah, like, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's the only thing that would make you go, yeah, this is just year one. Uh, obviously no like like Catwoman angle and things like that, but it's it's 
yeah, it's a Jim Gordon film as much as it's a Batman film. It has the Joker tease ending. Yeah, so absolutely, Batman Begins definitely from Batman Year One uh, in particular. If yeah, it into absolutely, that absolutely. Uh, the Dark Knight. Mm, yeah. I'm gonna no, say no. Now no, no, no. influences, yes. It's influenced by the Long Halloween. Long Halloween, absolutely, but um, it's but not it enough. Take any of the plot really. Yeah, I mean, Two Face is kind of it really yeah. in terms of like, oh, that happens in that story. But the way it's that they do the that idea. descent is so different. Yeah, and the, they don't really hint at the underlying mental illness that's there before. Yeah, they don't really go into that. So. The, it's more uh, that they, they yeah because they get around that by loosely adapting the Joker's one bad day philosophy from the killing joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only real long Halloween thing that sticks in the movie is more just that slow progression of a thing that's going on over the course of weeks, as opposed to obviously like a year. Um, Dark, uh, Batman, oh, balls, no, The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I'm going to say yes. Because it takes lots of elements from Nightfall. Nightfall. It takes lots of elements from No, no Man's, Man's Land. Land. Yeah. Um, uh, and also um, uh, Bane. I'm trying to remember what the name of that first issue is. I've got it Vengeance as a collection. Of Bane. Vengeance of Bane. The one shot that introduces him. Yeah, because that yeah. tells his his story uh, in its like completest form. It's a very different story. Moment. It is. Because the prison's different. <clears throat> but the film... Hin- well, that's the thing. The film hinges on you... But a chunk of the film hinges on you, the audience member, knowing that story and thinking you know where it's going. Yeah. Because then it pulls the rug out from under you and goes, oh, the child? Yeah, we're not talking about Bane. We're talking about Talia. Yeah. Uh, so it plays but, with your knowledge of that story yeah. and Bane's backstory to pull a fast one on you. Yeah. Casual, quite good. People who haven't read the book go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But people who have read the book going, wait, what? Yeah. No, hang on, no. And I it's, think that's yeah. right. I think it, ta- it takes... The story threads of like No Got- Man's London, Gotham and... Cataclysm, the police force being yeah. reduced, the bridges being cu- bridges Gotham being cut off, um, and starting and to form the there, there is of some, the villains. There is some long Halloween Catwoman stuff in there as well. A yeah, bit as to well. a degree. To a degree. Um, so yeah, there's there's enough adaptation crammed in there from different things. That I think Similar to counts. Infinity War, they've taken a bunch of different sources. Yeah. And, and, and use them to craft that story. specific plot beats. Yeah. And use them to put in there. Not Zazie beats. Yeah. No. No. Uh, beats. Um, <laughs> Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Annoyingly, yes. it is actually a... It takes... A terrible fan film adaptation of a, The Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Returns yeah. And The Death of Superman. Yeah. Those two, two stories fun. are, as we talked about in our reviews at the time and everything, like, it's... Zack Snyder went on Amazon and was like, oh, I've got to do my research for this movie. I'm going to do both ba- of these things! Batman. Oh, top seller. Superman. Oh, top yeah. seller. This'll do! It's got it's got a, a <coughs> an angry Batman, like a, a, a semi-retired Batman coming back to the game <clears throat> yeah. with even more brutal methods mm-hmm. and then having to take, and then feeling like he has to take on Superman. For very different reasons. Yeah. It's got Superman... Being white, almost wiped out by a nuclear weapon, reinvigorated by the sun. Yeah, in Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, it's got uh, him. It's got the dooms. It's got Doomsday from uh, Death Doomsday. of Superman, and him being uh, and him being buried in pot and like possibly resurrected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's none of it's adapted well. No, it's adapted <clears> very poorly. But it's in. But there. they are pulling plot points, pretty much verbatim. Um, God damn. Yeah. So what's next on that handsome list? Next you saucy on that links? list, Big uh, Hero Six. It absolutely does nothing. No- <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. It's an adaptation in as much as it's an adaptation of an obscure Marvel series, but, but it changes so much. Yeah, those characters are yeah. very different, and like for the fact that it's like in a fictional San Francisco as opposed to being in Japan and it being like government-sanctioned constructed team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not. It's great movie, <clears throat> but it's not a direct adaptation. What I've seen of the series, I think I read a, a, a sort of short. You know, remember they did Marvel Adventures, the Spider-Man only... Adventures, where it was like. A reintroduction to everything told again from the beginning for a younger reader. Yeah, yeah. And they had those gorgeous, I can't remember what it was, but those gorgeous illustrations. Like the illustrations were beautiful yeah. for Spider Man 1. Uh, sometimes that'd be backed up in the UK as a small print book, and in the back, there'd be like a short compendium of oh, okay. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one of them was like, they were trying to introduce the younger characters to test for new readers. And I remember Big Hero 6 was one of the stories they like readapted yeah. into a little short. Another was like uh, Runaways. And stuff like that. They were just sort of testing, oh, okay. yeah, testing yeah, yeah. the waters yeah, yeah. for younger readers. Um, so like, I remember Big Hero Six being fun, but I, you know, I, yeah. I will take, the the, only... I will take Big Squishy Marshmallow Baymax over Big Scary Lizard one. The only day. Big Hero Six that I've read is their segment in mm-hmm. the uh, Spider-Man Ends of the Earth one shot. Oh, are they in there? Yeah. Oh, snap! I have to revisit. That. Oh yeah. Oh snap! I forgot about that. The one shot that shows like all the different heroes all over the world. Like trying to take down yes, um, oh, Pop towers, octahedral. That should be that should be my hardcover. Yeah, it's in the hardcover. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a look at that. Um, um, but yeah, so no, 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 not adap- not not adaptation enough. No, Black Panther. I'm gonna say yes because of <sighs> how much of that late '90s, early 2000s run. See, I've not read a lot. Of it that. draws, but that's where we get the Dora Milaje. That's why char- that's where characters like uh, Wakabi and stuff become more significant. Um. It, 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 in terms of, I mean, again, it's not it's not a book; it's a run, so that might make it a little more vague. Yeah. But it, it is that run of the book that the movie went that like that's what we're gonna do. Do you know what I mean? The the, the Black Panther that's come. I will since then. Is I will take looser. your word on that. Um and and also, um again, I would argue yes to a degree because the claw stuff is very specific story arc stuff. Okay. That they have then just gone because okay. that was what Claw was like pre-becoming a robotic Sona beast. Thing. Yeah, it, he was like that kind of arms dealer Before slash. He got his arm. Like Muhaha James Bondian esque, like sort of game hunter meets um, you know uh, tech manufacturer. Um, so I, I Black Panther, I think by the skin of its teeth. Yeah, just because again, it so closely adapts an era of the book into yeah. the film. Um, um meets. <laughs> Blade and Blade 2 and Blade Trinitoire. Trinity definitely not because Trinity was trying to do its own thing. I don't think I, I don't think <clears> it's trying to do its been, own thing slash create spin-offs. I don't think there's ever been a definitive run on Blade to pull from. That's true. There's only been the concept. It's more elements. Yeah. And even then I think the film defined what people think of Blade as rather Absolutely. than Absolutely. Which is comic. why every attempt to bring Blade back as an ongoing comic has failed spectacularly. Uh, because it's like making it part of the Marvel universe doesn't work 
in terms of that. Unless you stick him back in his short, big coloured leather jacket, his brown pants, his oh. stupid green specks, and give him a belt covered in snakes. Totes. <clears throat> Totes. Do with, do with Blade what you've done with a bunch of other stuff. Go back and just accept the stupidity and adapt the stupidity. Like, make it gonzo yeah. and weird. You can make it slick and cool as well, but make it gonzo and weird at the same time. Um, 2013's Bounty Killer. Don't know anything Not about that. that one. <laughs> um, 2003's Bulletproof Monk. Not familiar with the book. Seen the film, but don't know the book, yeah. The film's okay. The film is a mid-2000s action flick with some interesting visuals, so it's fine. <laughs> 1990s. Oh. Captain America. No. Go to hell. <laughs> Not you. Yep. Just that film. All it adapts is the idea of like, oh yeah, yeah he supposedly dies and then is re- reawoken. 2011's Captain America the First Avenger. Um, I don't think it does. Not a specific story. It more. Sp- I don't even it- think it pulls specific story beats. Well, here's the um, thing. It's not. It wouldn't be an adaptation of a Captain America story. It'd be an adaptation of the flashback from his Avengers debut. Yeah. Which, and again, but then again, it's. It's not. It relies more on the period setting yeah. rather than a specific. That again, it, there's little, there's nods and influences and yeah. stuff. But it's not, it's not an adaptation of anything really. <laughs> Even the Howling Commandos are removed from the Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos bit. Like Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos weren't anything to do with Captain America in the comics. <laughs> no, no. They're, I think, I think it, later on, they, 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 they referenced. Yeah, but it was just that was just Marvel's World War Two book in the sixties for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it was, a, it was a feature in. Tales, I want to say, which then became Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Yeah, which shared a book with Doctor Strange. Oh wow, that's a weird. Strange combo. Tales was uh, espionage origi- and magic. No, originally it was a Human Torch. Um, yeah, they put a Human Torch solo strip in it, along with all the other weird anthology stuff. Yeah, then they introduced Doctor Strange along with the Human Torch stuff when it transitioned into a pure superhero book. Then they phased out Human Torch. Then introduced Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos. Then they phased out that and introduced Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Then oh God. they phased out <laughs> Nick Fury and turned it into a Doctor Strange solo book under the title Doctor Strange. Which is why the original Doctor Strange series starts at issue like 170-something. Jesus wept. Read the first issue of Doctor Strange. No, nope, you cannot. Um, uh, Captain America went to Soldier. Yes. Yes. Edward Winter Soldier. Um, the core conceit of Winter Soldier being Bucky, <clears throat> the way that Steve discovers it and, and has to bring him out of it, um, the ha- that there being uh, someone working undercover with uh, who uses the Winter Soldier high up in the... It's not S.H.I.E.L.D. in the books, but it is the US uh, government system. In the book, it's the Red Skull. In this, <clears throat> it's... Alexander Pierce, who's Hydra, who's also been working with Adam Zola, who's now a computer, because of course he is. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, and again, even just in subtle adaptation, the entire layout of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s offices, businesses, and their base is based on the Ultimates as well. Triskelion, Triskelion yeah. and everything, and, and that stuff. And I believe in the Ultimates, they have helicarriers as well, that like patrol. Yeah. And, but yeah, it brings specifically, enough... specifically, it's the Brubaker Winter Soldier. It brings part. enough of the... Uh, the... <clears throat> Of the of the Winter Soldier storyline intact from the comics, or the structure of it, I think. Um, Captain America: Civil War. I think we have to say yeah. Purely off of the Superhuman Registration Act becomes the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Cap and Iron Man head up the two sides. Yeah. 
there's a big divide. Parker is a uh, sort of uncomfortably manipulated pawn in the whole thing, obviously yeah. to a lesser extent in the movie. Um, uh, it, and a group of superheroes who are not bad people have to go underground and operate yeah. in secret. Become basically fugitives. And also the whole thing kicks off <laughs> registration slash discovery records because of innocent deaths during a superhuman conflict. Yeah. So I, I think I, that's enough. Yeah, like in, 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 in the rest of the film, yes, nothing like the book and the book, nothing It's like a really film, smart but... way of taking a name and a concept and making it work. Yeah. And sort of stripping away all the stuff that people might not have liked from the comic and making it into a leaner, more straightforward and just all-round better story. Uh, right, we're going to have to rush through some of these. Um... We're going to just pop a cap in it. Do, uh, 1995's Casper. Ha! <laughs> I don't know enough about don't the Archie comic, that. really. Um, 2004's Catwoman. No! Um, <laughs> Patience Phillips. Um, <laughs> shush. 2005's Constantine. Um, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm not familiar with the Hell, Hell it pulls, stuff. It, it, but... pull, it pulls a vague idea from Dangerous Habits that he's been given demon cancer. But that's about. They yeah. change so much of his background that it doesn't. It, I don't think it works. And it? he's American, so yeah, they it, lose points on any co- in a, any context. It's a pretty decent like supernatural like action movie. Mid two thousand supernatural yeah, thriller. Yeah. It's a fucking terrible adaptation of Hellblazer. But um, the series, great adaptation of Hellblazer. However. No one watched it. Um, Isn't he coming back, though, in Legends now? Yeah, he's coming back in Legends. So, so the, gonna... There's enough people in that Balanti team who are like, no, this John Constantine works really well. We're going to do stuff with him that no matter what, they're still oh, bringing like, him back. Matt Ryan is a great Constantine. Like, he's great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> with um, his generic estuary English accent. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> still says he's from Liverpool. Um, <laughs> 1950s <laughs> Copper Canyon, which I know Jack all about. Um, 2011's Cowboys and Aliens, which I know I've Jack all about. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. 1994's... All oh, right. There's four of these. They're all theatrical releases, and they oh. came out in 1994, 1996, 2000, and 2005. The Crow. And it sequels The Crow, City of Angels, Wait, the, the Crow, Salvation, the and The Crow, sequels came out in theatres as well? Oh, yeah. Those four did. I think, as from what I know of the book, I think the first film's pretty faithful. I think, yeah, I'm re- I'm not read the book, but I'm really familiar with that first movie, and as far as I'm aware, it's a pretty faithful adaptation. Of, Again, if, if we're wrong, let us know next week, but yeah. Uh, of the comic. I have not <laughs> read any other Crow material. Mm. I have not seen the other Crow movies. And I think that doing a remake with Jason Momoa is a terrible idea, but that's what they want to do. Well, they just want to do it. Um, they just want to do it because he's in comic book movies and has long hair. Yeah, that's basically. the only reason why they want him to be the Crow. Um, 1950s Dakota Lil. Don't know anything about that. 2003's The Devil. Um, it, it's actually a fairly... It like it pulls plot <laughs> elements from the death of Electra in the in that, the comics. That last twenty five minutes yeah. is pretty much an adaptation of the death of Electra. Yeah. Um, I think we have to give it to it on yeah, that alone I think we do. because I mean it's even like the shots mirror the panels. Yeah. Um. Uh, and Affleck is acting his balls off in that last twenty five minutes because you believe how fucking angry and how much vengeance he wants. Even though it's a movie and they've only really met like three times, but like you believe it in that thing and you're like, okay, I mean, that's what Matt is like in the book at that point. Yeah. 
Plus, you even get the whole stab through the gut with the material stretching over the edge of the yeah the, the scythe as well. So, I mean, we're not yeah. doing visual stuff here. No, but, but, but story beats. But, like, but yeah, that's how much they wanted to grab that story's uh, tone. Is is that they were like, we're just going to adapt that. But how they get there is so rushed as yeah. well, and it's just so it doesn't kind of hold together. But yeah, they 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 definitely. There's more that. of it in the director's cut. I will. I'm, it's not the hill I want to die on, but I will always say that the director's cut. Is the better. I think I've seen of the director's movie. cut. And I the think director's cut is yeah. a solid three star movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 2016's Deadpool. Uh, no, because no. it doesn't adapt to a specific story, um, but it does adapt the character really well, but yes. it's not a specific. Uh, 2015's Diary of a Teenage Girl. No, Jack, all about that. Um, 2016's Doctor Strange. Um, I don't I think mean, it does. At the origin is pretty damn similar to his origin like there, there isn't one like there isn't like of, yeah well, um like source for that well i was gonna say well yeah it's, yeah it's more pieced together after yeah. the fact and a season, there's a season one book which is is that pretty much but again like you only, said, only, there's, there's not uh, an original an original yeah. version of that there's yeah there's not a definitive version that, that this pulls like, like captain america in, yeah. in modern times unquote, um, it, it's after the fact that becomes a thing it, and it pulls there's bits and bobs from the oath, isn't there? The the only bit from the oath really is him being injured, directing someone to operate on him. Yeah, so that's uh, well, that's more that's more a nod for a scene. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, don't no, no. So I, I don't think it is. Um, I did like that movie though. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed revisiting that. 2005's Electra. No, nope. Uh, as much as he wants you to think it is, oh, but to this day, the only time where the hand felt like a threat. Yes. That's depressing, isn't um, it? <laughs> 2005's Fantastic Four? Not particularly. No, I mean, the origin, yeah, but it, it's, it's, yeah. Well, not even the origin, because it's just like, they're not like doing like a... They've a, got a space, don't they? But it's a space station. It's yeah, not a, and in and in the book, it's like, it's, it's a clandestine, sort of unauthorised thing. Yeah. Oh, and um, this is completely green learner. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rise of the Silver Surfer? Um... Yeah. yeah, it kind of does try and adapt quite a bit of the coming of Galactus. Yeah, stuff. it's and it's pretty Norrin damn close. And... Like it loses major points as a film for depicting Galactus as a fucking cloud. Yeah, um, yeah, but, but it... it is it is the coming of Galactus, yeah. and it's done really well in that um, respect. And so... turning Surfer against Galactus, and I'm gonna have to put that down. Aren't I? Oh like, my god! It's, it's a very poor adaptation. Fantastic for Rise of the Silver Surfer. It's a very, very poor adaptation, <laughs> but it is pulling plot beats from uh, Thingamabob. All right, uh, 2015's Fantastic Four. No. Oh, did we? Did we? Oh no! Hang on, it's by character. Never mind. I thought it was a film we skipped, but I know it's going to be further. It's half better plot, so yeah. What the title is. Um, Faust, Love of the Damned. Don't know anything about that. <laughs> oh no, I do. It was on Best of the Worst recently. Oh, well, there you go. That says a lot. Oh, that you need. We should check that out. Is it a good adaptation? No, I have no idea, but it looks <laughs> interesting. From Hell from two thousand and one. I haven't read From Hell. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, apparently, takes massive character um, okay. liberties with it to the point where it's almost a. I mean, in the cut in the book, it's a fucking old. From From Hell is the one where it's about the Jack Ripper. Yeah. No. Yeah. Apparently, it takes massive liberties. Oh, okay. Fair enough. 
Um, 2000s G-Men from Hell. Don't know what that is. Uh, 2006s Gargantarama. Don't know what that is. No. <laughs> uh, and 2014s The Ghost of Garganta the Giantess Rises. Don't know what that is. Great these title, are listed as These are listed as, as theatrical releases. Um, China is an amazing place. 2014s Gemma Bovary. Don't know what that is. Um, 2007s Ghost Rider. Um... I don't know if it does. I mean... I don't know enough about Ghost Rider comics to... It's his origin. He he sacrifices his soul to save his father's life, and then his father doesn't actually live much longer than the deal, and that's part of the twisted irony of it all. Is there, like, a definitive version of that? Uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, even then, in the film, that is just, like, the first 10, 15 minutes. I know, but that's enough, though, isn't it? But then the rest of the film becomes about the calling it, it calling on him years later okay. to deal with like Mephisto's bidding because sorry the devil's bidding because Blackheart has shown up. Yeah, um, I don't know enough. I mean, I, I I don't think it takes enough to be do write an in and correct us if it is an adaptation yeah. of a specific story or arc. Um, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, two thousand and twelve. Again, I visual but not story. Don't think yeah. so. Uh, 2001's Ghost World, great movie. Not read it, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Um, da, 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 2011's Green Lantern. Um, it's actually a again DC's a tough one because yeah. when it comes to when it comes to origins and early stories, they've rebooted a million times. Yeah, I can't think of a specific Green Lantern story that it draws a majority from, more no. just bits and pieces. Um, no, it's it's definitely I think, I think it just escapes it, but only on the fact that it's we don't definitely have a, a distillation story. of the Jeff Johns era of Green yeah. Lantern. But I don't think it's actually specifically adapting any story with any sort of specificity because the parallax stuff is so rushed. Yeah, and again, it's a cloud, and the Hector Hammond stuff is so rushed. Yeah, and doesn't really have. Uh, so yeah, it's it's no. If that stuff had a bit more room to breathe, then yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy does not not specific storyline. It, it no. pulls it pulls the more recognizable versions of that of those characters in that team, mm. but it still retools them mm-hmm. to fit the the new format, and it's not based on a specific plot arc. And the same goes for Volume Two. Yeah, like it's, they're, it's, it's they're... an adaptation in the traditional sense of it uses the source material to tell it a brand new story. Yeah, um, um, same with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Again, there's not a specific storyline that it takes from. We've got 2009's The Guai, which I know jack all about. Um, 2004's Hellboy. Not a specific story from what I know. It is actually Oh, hang on. Yeah, I mean, the Rasputin stuff and everything, yeah. It pulls from Seed of Destruction and Conqueror Worm, I think? Because I've read all the help, the, the, all the standalone help, the, not the standalone, but the, like the main Hell, Hellboy volumes. Yeah, it definitely pulls a lot of stuff from Seed of Destruction. I think um, if if Daredevil can count because of its final oh, yeah, final yeah. act, then yeah, Hellboy definitely. Hellboy can. pulls a lot of stuff from Seed of Destruction. Um, uh, the Golden Army, not so much. The Golden Army, the Golden is Army, much entirely, original. much like Blade Two, yeah. is a Guillermo del Toro film that happens to be yeah. a comic book movie. Golden Army is it feels like Hellboy, <laughs> but it's entirely original. It's also better than the first one. Um, <clears throat> don't at me. Apparently the 2014 Hercules is based on a comic, but not one that I've read. <laughs> um, 2005's History of Violence. I don't know anything about the comic. Um, 2000, uh, 1986's Howard the Duck. Mm, nope. No, nothing from the comics. And also, It's got Beverly. Yeah. But 
There's no Doctor Bong. Yeah. Oh Christ, so, Doctor Bong! Oh God, please MCU. That point. Please MCU find a way to bring Doctor um, Bong into a story. Okay. A bell-headed bloke who's sort of Doctor Fate kind of. 2003's Hulk. No. Absolutely not. No, because Ang Lee warps the origins so much. Yeah. Um, and to create, arguably, an interesting take on it. It is an interesting take on it. But it is not a good film. And yeah, and the Absorbing Man stuff towards the end is just a mess. Um, incredible <laughs> who's, who's who plays him again? Nick Nolte. Yeah. Fucking hell. He's also his dad, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, 2008's Incredible Hulk. Uh, doesn't draw from a specific story. Nope. Um, but it's a pretty good Hulk film. Yeah. As Hulk films go. Yeah. Um, not all four of them. 2018's I Kill a Giant. Don't know anything about it. Uh, 2014's I Frankenstein. Don't know anything about that. Uh, it, 2000- feels like a, it feels like a dark horse or an idea yeah. or something that works better on the page than it does on the screen. 2008's Iron Man. Um, yes. What do you think it pulls specifically? Any retelling of Tony's origin story Particularly sticks the very closely. Yeah, sticks very closely to the structure that the film then uses to tell its first two acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's, the, the, the beauty of that movie, I mean, there's, there's two reasons why that movie works spectacularly on a surface level. One is the fantastic chemistry between Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, especially. Yeah. Just those scenes between them, it works so well. It feels really natural and quirky and odd and, and, and cute and, you know. Um, but also it's the fact that Marvel made the daring move with that launch of this MCU of just going it works on the page yeah why don't we just do why don't it we just do that so I, I think yeah. Iron Man has to count just it definitely it's, pulls it's so the close. Ellis run yeah yeah but- uh, not necessarily specific plot beats, but certainly the retelling of, of uh, the uh, the modernised updating of Tony's origin. Yeah, I mean, but um, even the, even the original, like some of the details aren't there, but it it is the strict thing of capture escape. Yeah, the, the escapes with suit of armour. The that um, becomes the first Iron Man. The period and, and set and, and location has always changed with the yeah. times, but it's always been gets captured mm, in a, in meets a war Yinsen, Yeah, is injured. Yinsen saves his life with the with the uh, battery in his heart. Builds the first armor. Yinsen dies. He escapes. Yeah, and I think that's I think I think because you could argue then well then any film that's got the origin in counts. But no, it's so specific Iron Man to is, all the yeah. versions of that. But also the story of Iron Man, the 2008 movie, is that story. Yeah, and then an Iron Monger thing chucked in at the end for your finale. Yeah. So it, it's like the whole um, movie is an adaptation of the origin. So, 2010's yeah. Iron Man 2. Uh, no, no, it's the first Marvel film that really takes liberties and, and just mashes up ideas instead. It, it, it would be better for it if it wasn't such a mess. Yeah. Still an enjoyable um, movie. Enjoyable mess, but, yeah. but a mess nonetheless. Iron Man 3, no, it's a Shane Black movie doesn't, and we love it for it. Doesn't take anything <laughs> from the comic. It takes a bit of extremists, yeah, but only you, the vaguest concept yeah, of extremists. Yeah, like, it, it's not, it doesn't um, adapt extremists so much as use elements yeah. from extremists. It's more, if anything, there's more of extremists in Iron Man than there is in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Despite Iron oh, Man yeah. 3 being about extremists. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Um, <clears throat> 2010's Jonah Hex. Have not seen it. Have not read enough Jonah Hex. Wow. Probably. Uh, 2001's Josie and the Pussycats do not know do not care uh, 1995's Judd Dredd no definitely not definitely not 2012's um, Dredd 
It's the feel of Dread does not, not adapt, adapt to specific storyline yeah. or any really any plot beats. And also, again, like um, it, it does the whole thing of making it more realistic than the comic, which was something... Uh, well, no, but I mean, in terms of like, gr- degree, gritty yeah. realism, you can't imagine... For example, in that version of Judge Dread, you can't imagine things like death and that being involved in it. Mm. Like it, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. Which is something comic book movies used to do. They held back so as to not be seen as absurd. But it worked well for Dread. Yeah. Because it was just it was the way they approached the story. But yeah, no direct adaptation. Uh 2017's Just Ice League. No, no specific story uh drawn on. No. Um apart from a lot of old bollocks. No, not that I can think of. It I mean, yeah. I, even the forming of the team, like I'd say with Avengers, even the, even Avengers the, is closer because it's Loki unites them all to stop it. Even the new 52 in this, it's like, like Batman, a guilt-ridden Batman, yeah. tries to convince a bunch of weirdos to become a team. It doesn't even really pull anything from the new 52 origin, which you could argue was custom built for that very purpose. Yeah. Um, Wait, you're not just a guy in that suit, yeah. are you? The, the, um, <laughs> dark side. Uh, Dark side being I do involved. like that moment. That's great. What is it? Green Lantern in the series is just like yeah. just a guy dressed up as a bat, right? and then Batman takes his ring. Um, <laughs> that's really good. Um, like if they'd just adapted that, it would have might have worked, but yeah. not even the, the full cast isn't even there. So no, it does not. Um, Kickass from 2010. It's a straight up adaptation. Of that straight up adaptation. Book. Yeah, like 300. They take. Before they it. do change some stuff. They take some of the more mean spirited bits out of it. Like they make his girlfriend way more sympathetic. Yeah, they um, uh, they make it so that his Big Daddy's package is a jetpack. The secret weapon doesn't turn out to be like it is in the comics. Just a bunch yeah. of rare books that he's been selling to fund his crusade. And he's actually some weird demented comic book fan and not an ex cop. And yeah, like, like, it, the, like the, you the, see the ex cop storyline and everything in the book, but then you find out that yeah, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, the movie he, lines just insane. Hell a lot. Now yeah. I have not seen or Kick-Ass read two? more than half of Kickass. I've never seen the film, <clears throat> and I've read about three issues of the book, and was like, "Yeah, you know what? This isn't for me." Uh, Kickass two again is. I'm going to say no overall, just because it takes more liberties to change it. So it starts out very much as an adaptation of that same graphic, not what well, miniseries, yeah. but it, it does it changes enough that I wouldn't count Kickass two. Okay. Um, Namely because it merges a bunch of characters together, the ending is completely different, and the film has a, has a much more jovial tone yeah. than the uh, the book. So, Which is yeah. true the first, actually. Although, it does adapt a bit of the Hit Girl miniseries, but not enough for it to... Yeah, I take okay. it, I Kick-Ass 2 just misses out on being um, uh, get, getting a point. Kingsman and Kingsman the Golden Circle. Haven't read them, but from what I know, the film, again, changes the tone of yeah. it a lot. So I would say a no on those two. Also, I think it's different villains as well. Also, I don't think the Golden Circle is an adaptation. It's a straight up its own thing. Yeah, they've been making more uh, Kingsman books since. Yeah. Like, I think it's on its way soon because of the sequel. Um, oh, you'll like this one. 2003 is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Beside the premise? No, it's not no, the same it's, at all. It's a poor adaptation. Uh, poorly executed. Um... I also didn't enjoy the book weirdly. I prefer the film, not because I think it's better, but I prefer watching I've a crap. I prefer watching a bullshit movie over it. the book, which I just didn't enjoy. It was in my school library. It's full of tits and killing and, and blood and gouging. And Could have been like... worst. Could have been Lost Girls. True. Um, 2010's The Losers. Have not read it. Have not, not read seen it. it. Uh, but it, it's one of Chris Evans. It's one of Chris Evans' many comic book roles. Nineteen ninety four's The Mask. Ah, uh, oh, 
Um, I've not read the original yes, book. I've only I'm read gonna, The Mask Return. I'm going to say yes, only because <coughs> the structure is there. Like, this item and everything. No, actually, do you know what? I'm going to give it a no. I'm okay. gonna, no, it, it it takes lots of moments in the in the same way Infinity War does, but it's it's a very different story, and also it's about a nice man called Stanley Kiss instead of an absolute cunt called Stanley Kiss, cool. who dies within like three issues. Um, I take it we can also move although on to 2005 Son of the Mask, absolutely. Fucking um, um, although Callaway is in it and doing what he does in the books, although he's a little dafter in this. But uh, 1997's Men in Dorian's Black. Dorian's not in the books, but they do have a moment where the mobs spit down bullets. Um, um, plus it's 2002 sequel Men in Black 2 and it's 2012 sequel Men in Black 3 I'm going to say no to all just because what I know of the uh, it was Marvel wasn't it but it, it, was, it was Malibu the Comics which was, it was like, I don't know if Marvel owned at the time but they later bought okay a um, bunch of stuff came out of Malibu because they're not Marvel for those who were like wait what Men in Black and Marvel they're not Marvel Universe but no, like, they're, no. they're under the same like the company owns it it was one of the imprints they had in the 90s of like new yeah, it, uh, it only takes the basic premise of the agency investigating alien stuff and, mm-hmm. and the designs of the aliens being kind of gnarly and creepy. That's, that's sort of it, really. Okay. Uh, 2001's Monkey Bone, I know nothing about. Oh, uh, was that the Brennan Fraser one? I think so. Yeah. Uh, 2005's El Muerto, which I know nothing about. El Muerto! Um, El Muerto. Abierto. Um 2017's My Friend Dharma, I know nothing about. Uh, 1999's Mystery Men! <clears throat> Not read the book, so I couldn't say. Me, me neither. Fun movie, though. Yeah, fun movie. Uh, let, write in and let us know if you've read the book. Um, do, 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 do. I want to do Agent. I want to do Nick Fury Agent of Shield, but it's a, it's a TV movie, so <laughs> yeah, I can't. Sorry. Um, sorry, Hasselhoff. I'll do Hasselhoff. 2013's Oblivion. Not didn't seen know. it. No. Not read it. Uh, 2016's Officer Down. Not seen it. Not read it. Uh, 2014's Omphalos. <laughs> not no seen it. What that is? Not read it. Um, do, 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 what we're looking at, what we're looking at, what we're looking at. My face. 1989's The Punisher. No. no. Uh, well, hey, he's got the skull on his knife, so that means it's Punisher, right? 2004's The Punisher. I'm going to say, yeah. yeah it pulls, There's enough Welcome Back Frank in it there. It pulls the, the flatmates from Welcome Back Frank as the Russian confrontation. Oh, God, that scene is great in yeah, the film. It's so really good. Good. And the book, but in the film, it's um, so well adapted. It's got, his, it's got his friends being tortured. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say yes for Warzone as well because it's got um, it's got the cops following him from Welcome Back Frank in Warzone. Yes. And they, and yeah. they adapt that plot line. And also he punches through a man's face. Are you writing that? He punches <laughs> through a man's <clears throat> face. It's also the best Punisher film. Um, That's true. Unless you edit together the first and, uh, three episodes of Daredevil season two, and actually, <laughs> it's one of the better superhero films. I argue that isn't an MCU movie. Um, <laughs> I won't argue against you. 2013's R.I.P.D. Don't know enough about it to be honest. Me neither. Uh, 2010's Red. I have read Red, and I've seen Red, and I've seen Red. What would you say? I'm imagining the tone it's... is yeah. very different, and. The plot's kind of different. I'm imagining well. once they cast who they cast in the movie, they're like, let's make this a bit more fun and tongue in cheek. Both are good, though. Both are good. Yeah, I like Red. Uh, I like Red. I like Red Two slightly. Red more. Two, I haven't seen. So, or have I? No, I haven't. <laughs> um, 1985's Red Sonia. Have not read any Red Sonia. Have I seen Red? I've Sonya? read some Red Sonia. 
I don't believe the film adapts no. anything specifically. It's not great. It's, it's that weird thing where it's like it belongs to the Conan universe, but Schwarzenegger's in it as a different character. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what is this? Yeah. 1994's Richie Rich. Nope. Nope. Um, Same not as Casper, it. not really. Uh, 2002's Road to Perdition, I have not read or seen, so couldn't say. That's Nin- great, though. 1991's The Rocketeer. Uh, Great I, movie. I don't know if it adapts anything specific, though. That's more, but, no, more I down I, I to our knowledge. I don't know. Good film, though. Uh, yeah, great movie. Do a sequel. Um, don't reboot it. Do a sequel. Well, they did do a sequel. Soft reboot. It was called Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, um, same director. Joe Johnson, yeah. same director, yeah. Um, oh. 2010's Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yes. Definitely, yeah. Like, like, I mean, it's, what, seven books condensed into one it movie? It takes some liberty with the plot later on, but in terms of, like... <clears throat> the first like half of that movie up until the fight with how, how many books is it seven it's six books six books so it's, a, it's a graphic novel um, in and six... the sixth book had not been published at the time that they yeah. made the movie oh god oh, so, hence why they could take um, and also adaptation like they can tweak and change yeah, but, but it, essentially it's it's a six it's a six part graphic novel it pulls so it, it pulls 300 kickers um, like the, the battle of the band stuff that's all from the the books and the setup of the band. It cuts some characters. Uh, it it pulls like enough of the plot is there. Yeah, and enough of the setup is there, and the structure of it of him and knives and two and doubling knives and Ramona and then dump, dumping knives and knives coming back and being a fight later on. Um, it changes. Chris Evans again. It changes the nat- <laughs> it changes Gideon and the nature of Gideon's power over mm. Ramona, um, but it's also got it's the the uh, the Matthew Patel fight is pretty much as it is in the book. Yeah, um, <laughs> so good. As is the Lucas Lee one, if I recall correctly. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be. And the Todd Ingram one. Um, I think I think it's from there it, it gets changed. Um, because they compress a lot of it. But it's actually a fairly largely adaptation of the first volume at the start of that movie. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they really do pull a lot of stuff from that. Um, Scott Pilgrim for the win. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> um, 2014's The Scribbler. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, 1994's The Shadow. That's, oh, the, Alec, Alec that's the Alec Baldwin one. With the with the dagger that's got a little face on it. The oh god, yeah. The the Alec. Wait, it's we, the we, we didn't it. we didn't cast you. Should be unless it's under T. And yeah, uh, no, it can't be. Uh, the Phantom again. The Phantom. I'd say no, just because it's it's based on like the the, the paper strips and everything. And oh yeah, I think Phantom's more of a pulp hero than a comics hero. Yeah. Um, said that about the shadow as fun well. Fun film though. Either way, not great, but fun. Is it? Yeah, it's fun. Is it though? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure um, about the that. Sh- the shadow starring Alec. Oh, we really should have cast you in Batman in '89, but we didn't. Tell you what? Why don't we cast you as the guy that basically inspired Batman? Baldwin. It's all right, but I don't know how well it's used to the source material. No, and also I'm glad he wasn't cast in 1989 um, as Batman, despite the fact that 1989 Alec Baldwin probably would have been a really good Bruce Wayne in Batman. Fair enough. We got Keaton, and for that I'm eternally grateful. Uh, 1984 Sheena. Don't know about that. Um, oh god, they did an adaptation of Sheena. And uh, I know, I know they've tried to do her on TV like a bunch of times, but like in 1984, yeah. Sheena with Tanya Roberts, also starring Ted Boss, and it's probably not going to be a specific story again because Sheena's yeah. more a pulp character. Yeah, yeah. 
I say that as someone um, who has a morbid fascination with jungle pulp stuff. 2014's Shockwave Dark Side. Don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, 2005 Sin City. I haven't read any Sin City, so I don't know. I'm going to say yes. Only I, I, because I, I believe it is a fairly... Only, well, only because it's... You've seen the film, yeah? Yeah. So it's like five stories... And and the thing is, there was like three or four Sin City books, like the graphic novels weren't yeah. released. With each one has like three or four stories in them. And it adapts. So I'm going to say yeah, because yeah. it's just adaptations of stories from the thing. It's an anthology, and the film. The, the only thing the film does is it picks and chooses the ones yeah. it wants to adapt, and then gives a bit of a subtle wraparound narrative. I haven't so, yeah, seen Dame City, to Kill for. So I, I have. I would that. also count Dame to Kill for on okay. the basis it does the same thing. Uh, okay. Um, it's also really good. 2013 Sparks I don't know anything about um 1997's Spore that's going on the list is it I think it has to is it the first arc does it adapt the first arc not really I've read the first issues of Spawn and they're terrible um it's kind of there like he's but the stuff like the Cogliostro stuff comes in way later in the books. Hmm. And it, and you know, the clown keeping an eye on him, he was also the violator, that's straight out of there. Uh, him being murdered by Wynn. But there's another dude who does it in the comics, but it's basically at Wynn's behest. Um, Wynn's sexy lady sidekick isn't in there. Um, his, <laughs> his, his SLS. His wife being married to his best mate and then having a daughter. That's in there. I don't know. It... Tonally, then. Yeah. Okay, let's just chuck a few more things in. Tonally, does it feel similar to the source material? Because, like, with the mask, for example, mm. the mask takes a lot of plot points in that degree, but, like, it's just such a different take on the material that it's I actually a count little it. less violent. But that's because they wanted to get the PG. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, R rating. I think it was PG 13 in the cinemas and then R rated on home release, wasn't yeah, it? It was one of those where it was like. Badass, come on, teenagers, come watch this. Badass. Like, I, if kids I, see it, then it's the parents' fault. Come watch it, it's badass. I think it actually is a fairly faithful adaptation of wow. a very condensed version of. <clears throat> that's fine. Like some of Spawn. Scott, Scott Pilgrim is a condensed um, adaptation. So that's yeah. But oh it, God, it's, it's ladies not, and gentlemen, Spawn has made the list. It's not very good. Nor is it. Nor is the source material. Um, <laughs> all right, let's cake. let's get on this Spider-Man train. Two thousand and two Spider-Man. Yes. Yep. Nightmare when Stacy died. Green Goblin's last stand. Uh, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Because, because again, the first act of the movie is it's, that. It is Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, like also subtly, but not very much subtly in terms of the story structure. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, but yeah. tonally, it's the sixties because that's Sam yeah. Raimi's approach. Spider-Man Two, no. Um, not even the Spider-Man No More stuff. Oh, then again, yeah, that is the entire subplot. Yeah, I would have thought so. Despite, do you know what? Spider-Man yeah. no more. Well, I, it's, it's. I think, I think, just by the skin of its teeth, solely because it doesn't even get resolved really in the movie, but in the film, that's because it's more thematic. Yeah, um, and it's about like believing in yourself and stuff. So yeah. Also, where they recreate that end panel from the previous issue is gorgeous. Spider-Man Three. No, no, it's got elements of stuff in it, but none of it works. Um. They don't and even like the elements they do for they do they fuck up completely. Yeah. Sandman's essentially a completely new character with the Sandman name. Like they've given that whole sympathetic backstory that isn't the, in the comics the, until recently. The black suit um, origin is, is very different. Is more an adaptation of the animated series from the nineties version in terms of it being condensed and, and super rushed and nonsensical. Yeah. The new Goblin <laughs> stuff is almost is very far removed from what it is in the books. Um, 
2012's Amazing Spider-Man? Uh, no, no, because it's um, it it it, it chop, chops and changes the origin around too much. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, the lizard stuff is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a bit too... It's a bit too non-specific. It's not like an arc-specific thing. And they, they fuck around with the parents' origin and everything. So, no, not Amazing Spider-Man. 2014's Amazing Spider-Man 2. <sighs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe... Night Gwen Stacy died. Then again, though, all that adapts from that is, is Gwen Stacy fall. dying. Yeah, it doesn't adapt. And the Green Goblin being present. Yeah. So, maybe not. But then again... <laughs> Because um, that'd be like saying that'd be like saying that Amazing Spider-Man adapts the death of Captain Stacy because Captain Stacy dies. Yeah, but the manner of his death is completely. Yeah. Um. I. I you know what? No. Yeah. No. No. It's too different. It's too yeah. different. Um. Because I was gonna say the Electro storyline, even the Electro origin, is the only Electro origin I can think of that's anywhere near close. Is the MTV series. Like, he's, Max is the dorky kid who gets, like, picked on and screwed over, and then he takes revenge when he thinks everyone's laughing at him, yeah. and he goes blue. Like, that's the only comparison. God, I want to revisit that show. Spider-Man Homecoming. I was fascinated by that series. Uh, no. No. It's, it's, mm. it, it takes visual cues, absolutely. But it absolutely. It doesn't, not only does it not adapt any particular storylines, it's mm. all the better for it. Yeah. It, it, it takes its own approach, yeah. which is good. Uh, the, um, the only thing it really adapts is, it's a Spider-Man story finally set in a world where he is the kid in a world where heroes already exist. That's the only And also it's got it. the call out to the um the final what is it the final sacrifice. final uh oh god no the, the where he's lifting the the, heavy the, the, thing. the, the the master plan. Yeah, the master plan arc, but it's it's, it's called something that that issue's got thing out. Anyway, um the final ding dong. 2008's The Spirit. Not seen it, not read any spirit. Is that the one where um Samuel L. Jackson plays a villain called The Octopus, yeah. and Frank Miller once again just makes he, a movie. Oh, that's the one he directed, he has eight isn't everything. It? Yeah, he does. Uh, 1997's Steel. No, no, it does not. All it adapts, it's all it adapts, so is, terrible. All it adapts is the character's name and ninety percent of his costume. That's um, it. 2016's Suicide Squad. I'm gonna say no because it doesn't. Well, also because the closest Suicide Squad arc I can think of that it adapts is the animated film Assault on Arkham. Yeah. In that it's Waller going, like, although in this case it's the first ever Task Force X, but it's Waller going, right, you lot are going to apprehend this dangerous person. And you're going to do this. Go in there. Now. And we're seeing it from the perspective of, of them not having done it before. So they're like, oh, this is new. Like, that's it. Like, it's... There's no story arc specifically. 1984. Someone's going someone's to be willing to say, what about Mad Love? <laughs> no. 1984 Supergirl. No. Nope. Um, I remember that being about a witch and crushes on boys and cardboard cutouts flying in shots that aren't lit properly. Any of the Superman movies. Superman, Superman 2, Superman 3, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, Superman uh, well, so let's, start, let's start there. Let's start there. Those four. No. No. Well, I mean, the, the first film, yes for that first hour because it takes an hour to do the uh, uh, we don't see Chris Reeves until like minute 48 49 yeah but this was before the Man of Steel's like post crisis origin which borrowed heavily from the film's origin I think it's the other way around you know yeah that's true um, 
I mean, it's a very faithful adaptation of his origin in that respect, but like you say, it, it almost refines the origin yeah. for the Superman going forward. Which then John Byrne uses the basis for his post-Crisis Man of Steel origin in 1984. I don't think any... Yeah, I think those ones... I think the, the, those first two movies, and reluctantly the third and fourth, come under the same thing as Homecoming, in that it makes the right choice of just taking what works and telling a story with it. Yeah. And then the case of three and four, telling a if terrible an, story with it. If anything, those movies <clears throat> influenced the comics more than they've got, then more than it took from the comics. Superman Returns, uh, not a direct storyline. Uh, Although, then again, isn't there isn't there a story with an island of kryptonite? Not that I'm aware of. <clears throat> nah, nah, too vague. Too um, vague. Um, Man of Steel, then. It takes... It, no, it's more it, visual cues it, than story beats, really. Uh, yeah, and it, like it's one of those. It's annoying because at that point, at that moment in time, you had Birthright and Secret Origins to pull from. Yeah, and it doesn't pull from either of them in any meaningful way. No, and they're both great. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, hell, they could have they could have adapted Year One, or not Year One, Earth One, but they didn't. And just made him younger, and uh... um, we've covered Donna Justice, two thousand nine surrogates. I don't know anything about. Um, 1982's Swamp Thing and 1989's Return of Swamp Thing. I don't know enough about... I'm going to say no. Because I don't I've know. I've not seen the films, yeah. I so have it's... seen both of them. Oh. They are... Gash? Schlocky fun. <laughs> oh, fun. They fun are, gash. They are very silly and low budget and low quality. But actually not too bad. Um, the Tales from the Crypt films weren't based on any particular stories, I don't think. Um, no, they're, uh, they're, they're um, yeah, a bit looser. Uh, also, were they theatrical? Uh, it says they were, I think the 1972 one was like an anthology movie. The uh, Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood and Ritual, I think they were TV movies. I've seen Demon Knight on TV, I know that much. Billy Zane! Um, 1995's Tank Girl. No. As far as I'm aware, no. Uh, again, some visual stuff, but it it's one of those it's one of those comic book adaptations where people really love that book and those those that book has die hard fans. They all go, No, it's not very good. Um <laughs> so you're like, alright. The original go down there if you want to dip in. The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy. First film. Um I think they're their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same is true of like all turtle stuff. Like, <clears throat> it, it, it draws from itself. Like, yeah. So the 1990 film is influenced in style and attitude by the 80s cartoon, but is also made for the people who read the comic in terms of its darker tone. But it doesn't particularly pull. <clears throat> like it, like it, um, it sort of uses both those things as its inspiration. Yeah. And then as the films go on, they start to stretch a bit more into the kid-friendly toy territory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, 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 um, no. And, no. and um, also it changes the origin. Yeah. And that origin splinter is a rat the whole time. Um, and also that same thing goes for, for the newer movies. Yeah. Which I haven't seen either of those. Um, 2016's Term Life. I don't know anything about that. Uh, 2011's Thor. I don't oh, it's, it's so. Again, it's more inspiration than adaptation. Yeah, it, takes, like, it takes chunks of visual from the JMS. The idea um, of Broxton, Ohio, and him landing there, but they don't really pull anything particular from that. Um, yeah. Because they get rid of the Donald Blake stuff altogether, which <clears> in, his, in his early years is a, is a important thing of that. And I think the same goes for Dark World. Like they don't really pull anything from Thor mythology for that. Yeah, they, no the stories. version of Malekith they have is almost entirely removed from. I saw some concept the dark art art of the, the other day of what he was looking like earlier on in the thing, oh. and it shows it shows the concept artist uses because they obviously knew Chris Eccleston was cast. 
him like maniacally grinning and he's got more of that like a gold and dark blue stuff to his yeah. armor and his face is split down the middle already and yeah. he looks so cool and it's like oh it's a shame that they decided to make him boring elf man uh, Thor because Ragnarok. they wanted to make Game of Thrones the movie I'm going to say yes for Thor Ragnarok. It pulls because it, it there's pulls an idea of Planet Hulk. I know, but it also pulls enough of that idea, I think, because it becomes the plot of the film. In the same way that Batman v Superman isn't an adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns, yeah, right. would take so much from it Yeah, that it's like, if you read this book, you'll appreciate the craftsmanship and, and the nods. Yeah. And if you saw this film, you would look at that book on a shelf and go, oh, fuck, I want to read it's, that. It's actually the the Hulk stuff that's a decent adaptation of Hulk stuff. Yeah. All the Thor stuff is almost entirely new. Yeah. Like, it's, like, all, like, it's again, all the Hulk stuff. Again, yeah. it takes cues, like Executioner is, you know, is is the, uh, the henchman of a female villain and, like, you know, uh, ver- there are versions of the Asgardian end of days and stuff that have been like Asgard falling and the Asgardians surviving. Yeah. Like even the JMS run is the idea that everyone died, but they didn't really; they were dormant. Yeah, and and Thor brings them back, and and the the people. I think they even say that in the JMS run. I think that's where that line comes from, isn't it? Asgard is a people. Yeah, maybe. Um, even though it is also a place physically floating above over uh, Broxton, uh, yeah. Broxton, but like the idea is that like it's not Asgard until its people are there. Yeah. Um. Because he spends days on it, doesn't he, on his own, just like yeah. figuring out what to, to do. Like, oh, I need to go and find everyone else. I need to go get um, some shit. Shit. Time Cop. Time Cop. I've not seen Time Cop. I've not. I've seen Time Cop. Oh, it's great. And that was a comic. It's, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, it's, oh, it's. Oh, it's. Oh, oh, it's it kind of great. It was based on a comic. Um, I have not read it, so I can't tell you. Uh, 2006's V for Vendetar. I have not watched that movie in donkey's years. I've never read it. So I wouldn't know. But based on it being an Alan Moore adaptation, it probably diverts quite a lot. Um, It's probably, behind Watchmen, the most faithful Alan Moore adaptation. Okay. So I I think that has Um, to go on then, on the basis that it sticks to the book so much. It does change the structure around and it changes some names and stuff. You have to do that for the pacing. It's basically there. For it's basically there. Um, it's certainly more there than some of the other stuff we've put on this yes list. Don't worry, Christopher, we're nearly there. Um, <laughs> I wasn't worrying, I was just fretting. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a short podcast, he said. Um, <laughs> we have too much to say, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1999's Virus. I have not read Virus. I have seen Virus. <clears throat> it's not very good. Um, There's a pattern here. Yes. Uh, 2008's Wanted. I have not seen it. I have not read it. I hear it's not a faithful adaptation. I've seen the film. It's a film. Uh, Watchmen. <laughs> Definitely. That goes on the list. Definitely. It's yes, almost it takes liberties. slavish. The yes, it takes in, liberties. In, yes, it changes things. In places. But yeah, it's... it's the film's biggest flaw could also be argued to be its biggest weakness. It is so faithful. Um, almost to a fault. Um, I'd say, I would say to a fault. Because it should be, if it's ever adapted, it should be adapted as a 12-episode quite, miniseries. Quite. Which it looks like it's about to be. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't be sure about that. Because they're oh, not adapting the comic. Again. Oh. No, they're saying it's not going to be a direct adaptation of Watchmen. Oh, for Christ. So I don't know what it's going to just be. Adapt the, um, just adapt the bloody... Do two six-episode series and then leave it be. 1985's Weird Science. I did not know that was a comic book. Wait, Wait is okay. that the one with 
Downey Jr. Yeah. And it, it, it in that and weird in that weird eighties subgenre of wow, nerds are rapey. Yeah. <laughs> they call themselves incels now. Um, 2009's, 2009's Whiteout I don't know what, anything about that no. uh, 2017's Wilson I don't know anything about that well, uh, 2009's X-Men Origins Wolverine oh then chronological order in terms of the storytelling uh, no another no. re- release order in terms of the Wolverine <laughs> solo movies oh uh, no no takes too many liberties uh, mm, does it yeah, yeah. But, but also with also with its own continuity X2 gives a more shorthand and it's all know. through flashback because I, I think it's got X2 enough X2 gives more of a Wolverine origin than Wolverine Origins does because Wolverine Origins Wolverine X-Men Origins Wolverine changes Wolverine's origin from what X2 set up yeah. which was definitely tonally closer to his actual uh, origin 2013's The Wolverine I don't think it adapts enough of that Claremont and Miller series again, outside yeah. of Wolverine it is in Japan. Again, it's tonally, yeah, yeah rather than... A, there's no specific story. And the Silver Samurai stuff's bastardised, and... Yeah. I and mean, I, a good film. I enjoy the Wolverine. Logan is great. It is now, not an adaptation of Old Man Logan. That's true, but does it fall under the Thor Ragnarok Batman v Superman umbrella of visual cues informing the film enough that that graphic novel like is almost paramount to the way that film is no nah you're right <laughs> yeah like the, the, t- the title Old Man Logan is kind of the be all and end all of that, that graphic novel yeah. having an influence on the film yeah that's that's it uh, 2017's Wonder Woman nope great movie yeah does not adapt to any particular Wonder Woman art because of the fact that Wonder Woman was not a thing during the First World War and also, also DC screw, has screwed around with reboots that many times that there is no sort yeah. of definitive version of the origin yeah. that you could parallel it with aside from the basic plot points. Okay, we're on the home stretch, Chris. We're on X's. Oh, God. You know what that means? God, I wish. X Men. I don't know. New Women. 2000's X Men. Nope. No, doesn't adapt to any specific arcs. Um, no, it it, it adapts it, it some relies, characters it relies, very poorly. It relies more on you as an audience member's vague remembrance or nostalgia for the '90s show more than yeah. anything from the books, which is fine. Um, which is fine because it works for that film and it worked for the time. X Men Two, no, um, not really. Again, yeah, it's elements like, rather than a story. The mansion is assaulted. It's such a vague thing that happens in so many X-Men stories. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. But but also, like, Wolverine's origin is definitely more comic book faithful and reminiscent. However, yeah. it is a flashback that informs the plot of the movie rather than being, like, a, say, secondary plot showing the flashback. So, yeah, yeah X2, nil. X3, X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Is this a yes? No. Because it does draw a lot from the Cure stuff from Astonishing. Not really. Although this time it's yeah, so it's 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 withdrawn. But I mean, that the whole point of it is the government have found what they believe to be a cure for yeah. the mutant gene, and it's. And I don't think in the film it gets far enough. It's all about them going. We know it exists. Let's snuff it out. I or... think it also predates Astonishing. Two thousand six, about the same time, I think. No, Joss Whedon's. Uh... Joss Whedon's Astonishing. Oh, two thousand four. Was, was Astonishing? Yeah, no. So it's so, so it'd be it's after then. No, 2006 was the last stand. Or was it 2005? 2005, 2006. 2006 was the last stand. 
Yeah, so so it's around it's around that they definitely yeah they definitely took the cure from the comic, um, and it I... do, and it does it does drive the plot. The reason the story happens is because Magneto's lot are like right, let's get this child and kill him. Yeah, but that actually doesn't happen in like yeah. in in the in the comics. The cure is something that's developed by science by yeah. alien science as well because uh, yeah. Ord's involved. And it doesn't come from a specific yeah. mutant. It comes from experimentation on mutants. They're true. One of whom happens to be Colossus. In that case, dead. Nil. And also, the Dark Phoenix stuff is name only. Ugh, Christ. Is literally name only. Um, and it will be again. Uh, X Men First Class from 2011. Um, no, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't, say it it doesn't does. adapt First Class in any way. It also doesn't adapt any really <coughs> other X Men stories. That's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. What about the Hellfire stuff? Is the Hellfire stuff regular, relatively close to any Hellfire no. stuff? No. Club Arc? No, it is not. Um, it really isn't. Fair enough. You're my go-to guy um, for this one. I, I've got to trust you on this. X-Men Days of Future Past? Name only. Um, yeah, well... Name only. Yeah. Yeah. I think people always forget as well that it's just two bloody issues. It's not even like a big yeah, story it's arc. Not, it's not a big story arc. It's just one Which, if anything, remember. would make it easier to adapt. It's like it's like a flashback episode of a TV series where everyone's like, yeah. oh my god, I loved that one because we got to find out what happened to Thing. It's like that. It's more like that. But it takes it, it takes the very base concept of an X-Man is sent back in time to stop something from happening, but they're not entirely sure what. Yeah. And that's it. But it's so vague. Which X-Men does a lot. And I, and I feel Deadpool 2 is probably going to yeah. do better. It doesn't have any of those specific beats in it. It doesn't have Zazie beats. No, no like it Deadpool doesn't have Zazie beats. As we've determined. Um, and finally, last one on this list. Oh, Christ. <laughs> 2016's X-Men Apocalypse. No. Because it's more an adaptation of any apocalypse story that it's just not simply, even, it's not that even just really, simply involves him getting It's horsemen. not even really an adaptation of any Apocalypse story. Having read some of them, like, it's not... Apocalypse isn't really isn't like that in any Apocalypse stories. is so OP and interesting in the comics, and yet Thanos has just fucking done it better yeah. in Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War is a better DC movie than a DC movie yeah. in terms of going for a bleaker tone. And it's a better X-Men movie than X-Men Apocalypse in terms of an Apocalypse-esque villain. Right. Christ alive. Final tallies. Oh, t- How many gets. movies do you think we talked about? Uh, we talked about, I'm going to assume in the early hundreds, maybe 120. Always oh, counting them up. He's using his eyes and a pen. He's furrowing his brow. He's miming the numbers. 155 movies. Jesus wept on a bicycle's neck! That's how many we mentioned. Okay. Um, That's not bad. How many do you think got into our... Into our made it... Close slash faithful adaptations. You went for for a dead on 30, so around 30. 30. I thought between 40 and 50. Okay. Let's find out how many, based on our limited slash not that limited knowledge of comic books and comic book movies, how many comic book films, theatrical releases were straight up or significantly apportioned ad- ad- adaptations of comic book works. List it, we the list is list stands at three hundred Avengers Avengers Infinity War Batman Begins The Dark Knight Rises Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice Black Panther Winter Soldier Civil War The Crow Daredevil 
Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying that. Can't believe those two in a row. Hellboy. Iron Man. Kick-Ass. Uh, 2004's The Punisher. Punisher Warzone. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. 2005 Sin City. Sin City A Dame to Kill For. Spawn. Oh, God. 2002 Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. Thor Ragnarok. And V for Vendetta. Oh, also... Watchmen. That's twins. So you win on that one by being four off. Beautiful work. Oh, yes! So 26 relatively faithful or significantly portioned comic books alive. If you think we missed any, if you agree or disagree... If you're a big fan of... Oh, what happened there? Oh, God, that was a weird glitch, oh, wasn't it? That was weird, yeah. Um, Sorry. So, where were we? Whilst um, recording, we just noticed nonsense. Uh, 26 movies. 26 movies. If you at home, uh, or wherever the hell it is you're listening to this shit, uh, think we missed one, or you think you could plead the case for one that we disallowed, or you yeah. think one we picked was bullshit, let us know. We'll have a look at that in next week's emails. And speaking of which, let's have a quick gander at an email before we go away okay. this week. Um... So, this one is some more Doctor Who questions for us. Two lifelong Doctor Who fans to reluctantly answer. And reluctantly answer um, them, we shall. Uh, yes, this one comes in from Tom Monty. Um, it says, Dear Chris and Matt. Dear Chris and Matt. Have some more reluctance. Oh, we're meat paste. Um, <laughs> to what extent... It's not a topping. <laughs> no, it's a filling. Uh, to what extent do you think the Doctor remembers his previous incarnations... How often do you think he dwells on his past lives? Uh, I don't think she dwells at all. Uh, I think she certainly remembers previous... I say she, like, we've, we've started Jodie's Adventures yet. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, we might as well um, get used to it. Yeah. I think she definitely remembers the past incarnations and stuff, but I don't think it's ever yeah. a case of, like, oh, when I was this... I think Moffat introduced the idea that maybe that was a thing. I think she, um, she absolutely remembers her past incarnations. Oh yeah, but I don't. I don't think she sits down like and go reminisces no, per se. No. Moffat introduced the idea of the whole like you know, but uh, only the old favourites eh, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the idea of him being so like hung up on his face in his twelfth incarnation. Yeah. But I yeah, I think they definitely have memory of it. I don't think they're like. I don't think they're different people in terms of like a brain reset. No, I don't think they particularly. I think different. Function, different elements of their personality come to the fore. Yeah. Um, but at, the, at their root, it is the same person. And um, I don't think they dwell on it particularly because it's it's got to be natural for a time more, really. Of course, it's that initial fear of of going into a new regeneration. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I do like that note in the end of time of him being like, even if it, even if, you know, it feels like dying because I go away. Yeah. Like, I do like the idea that the incarnations do feel like their own person a bit. Yeah. Um... But it depends on how they handle it. Like I like I like that note because it makes me respect the older ones more. Yeah. Because they accept it. Like yeah. based on that knowledge, Patrick Trout's doctor's the only one who's sort of like, No, like I don't want to do this. But that's because he's been forced into that's it. That's because he's yeah. been forced into it. Not because he's like, No, it's not my time. Like it means that the rest of the doctors after that point, like, it's such a noble You're making me dizzy. It's such a noble and sweet goodbye then for all of them because they know that yeah, I I kind of am dying. Yeah. That's why I thought Russell did really well with that. But of course, what annoyed people was that it made people go, oh no, I don't like the idea that the Doctors are sad that they die. It's like, no, I think that's better because it shows how brave and and 
you know, sort of um, courageous they are, yeah. they just accept it and, and they move on. I think Which so. then highlighted that the Tenth Doctor was more of a selfish incarnation. Like, he was a bit more bratty. Bit of an ego trip, wasn't it? Which then gave that really nice dramatic moment of him, like, being like, I don't want to go. And then as soon as he changed, it's like nothing mattered because suddenly this goofy little fella appears and goes, ooh. And and it, mm-hmm. it kind of hammers home that idea of, oh, it is kind of sad. Yeah. But at the same time, as ever... Onwards, new adventure. Yeah, Who's this yeah. guy? So, like, I know, I know a lot of people get hung up on it, but I, I, I've accepted that the Tenth Doctor was a selfish git. And I think the so Tenth Doctor was a selfish git. So that's just, you know, we got too hung up on it. Yeah, with Capaldi's regeneration, I think. Yeah, I don't want kept... to go. Like, or if I go, I want to be on my turn. Just die and become Jodie Whittaker, please. Please, Christ's sake. What did it were so simple? Um, <laughs> if you had Time Lord DNA, which meant every time you died, you regenerated. How would you use such a power? Do you think you'd ever kill yourself because you were bored and fancied a change? Uh, I don't think I would. I think I'd use that power to like have the power of living a lot longer. Yeah, you'd, I'd you'd, be you'd, very careful. You'd live different experiences. You'd want to see things. Yeah. Like that, if I if I suddenly had like time or life cycle, my thought behind it would be like. Right. Obviously, there comes the big burden of people you love, like aging and dying over the, you know, in, but in you can small use, portions of your life. You can use those regenerations to make a clean break. Exactly. Build a new life. Like, mate, I think I think that's the only reason you'd you'd ever kick into it as like a, uh, all right, I'm going to let my life come to an end naturally. Is maybe if you've lost everyone, yeah, you're like, right, I would like this is the closest I'm ever going to get to a fresh start. I don't think I'd like be a suicidal time lord because. How does that work? You don't know if you're going to actually kill yourself or not. Yeah, you might just die. Because Time Lords can die. It's like autoerotic asphyxiation. If you do it too hard, you end up dying for proper. Oh, no, but then you regenerate, but you regenerate still in a noose. It's like, oh, damn it! No, you just keep going. It's like all 13 of him was found. I burned through (laughs) all my regenerations having a cheeky wank. Oh, God. Um, A red cheeky wank. Have a fun dabby dozy week. A Tom Monte. What a wonderful note to leave on. Uh, a cheeky wank. A cheeky, a cheeky choke wank. Well, while I make sure that Matt closes that incognito window, you guys can get in touch. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. Uh, BigDamnCast on Twitter. Also, streams, baby, on the Twitch. Don't forget, they happen regularly. When are your regular appointments? Uh, I'll be doing one this... Well, by the time this goes out. By the time the wind is blowing. I'm trying to do them every Tuesday uh, and either Thursday or Friday, but it's going to change week to week. So just keep an eye on the Twitter feed. But I'm on there as Um, well now, baby boys. uh, And also, like, if if you're worried about missing anything from any of us stream-wise, don't worry, we're doubling up a bunch of streams so that on at least one or all of our channels at the same time, simultaneously, wherever we're streaming, we'll go out. So if you follow... Uh, what's your Twitch handle? Maticus. Uh, the, it's, no, it's, the, the it's the Matty Watt on Twitch. You follow the Matty Watt on Twitch, official CDJ on Twitch, and Big Damn Stream on Twitch. Yep. Whichever one you follow in, you're gonna get summoned, summoned. But follow Big Damn Stream. Yeah, because it's sexy. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of sexy, we'll leave you with this word of sensual wisdom from Sex Pot and Cauldron of Love Funk, Matthew Watson. Ooh, pamplemousse. <laughs> Doesn't that mean grapefruit? Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs>